All right, so today we're going to be discussing a recent video that Woke Preacher Clips dropped a couple of days ago that, amongst other things, highlights how Phil Vischer compares the Florida anti-grooming bill, you know, the bill that protects children in kindergarten through third grade from perverts, teaching them about perverted sexual orientation and basically any sort of sexuality that goes against the prescribed sexual norms that we got from the scriptures in the created order. Yeah, he compares that bill that protects children from sexual deviance to segregation. Because why not? It's Phil Vischer. And if Phil Vischer's anything, he's a one-trick pony. And his trick is blaming everything on more racism. All right, so let's go ahead and get into this video. So you've got three groomers here on the screen. The groomer on top is Bob the Tomato himself, Phil Vischer. And on the bottom right is Sky Jathani. And then actually the gal on the bottom left, I forget her name, but she's a former private school teacher who is on here to defend the merits of the... Florida don't say gay bill. Oh, but see, that's actually a misnomer. I talked about this the other day in a video that don't say gay is actually not in the legislation. That's nowhere in the legislation to omit saying the word gay. It's it's rhetoric. And unfortunately, it's been effective rhetoric from people on the left who are attempting to push this pro-grooming stance that these three knucklehead alleged Christians, and I use that term very, very loosely with these three groomers, are attempting to placate to their Christian audiences as well. And this is just like Eric Garner, hands up, don't shoot. Eric Garner never said hands up, don't shoot. Yet to this day, that is still a slogan that is echoed in the name of Black Lives Matter and police brutality and those kind of protests. You still see people saying hands up, don't shoot, even though none other than the attorney general of Barack Obama said that, yeah, it's uh, the officers were vindicated here. Eric Garner never said hands up, don't shoot. Don't say gay is not the bill. This is an anti-grooming bill. This isn't a don't say gay bill. This is an anti-grooming bill to protect children from pedophiles and groomers, perhaps even groomers like these three. So let's get into the video because as you can, I'm sure, tell, I'm already pretty fired up about this. We've never really talked a lot about sexuality and, you know, done, um, you know, intricate health classes in K through three anyway. You know, right. it's that doesn't really start until fifth grade. I mean, I taught school for 10 years and granted it was in private school, but most other teachers I knew, uh, they weren't even talking about that stuff until right. middle school uh, you know I, I middle think school. The, okay so just because something is okay like it doesn't matter if it's not part of the curriculum by the way that's actually changing with the kind of disgusting books that they're finding in preschools and in kindergartens and things like that but that doesn't even matter so okay so it's not officially part of the curriculum and by the way lady you just admitted you taught in a private school so how do you know exactly then what's going on in these public schools in terms of their curriculum and what they are or are not teaching regarding sex ed, but that's besides the point. So if somebody is coming in and talking about their sexual orientation, their sexual identity to five, six, seven, eight, and nine-year-olds, it doesn't matter if sex ed is not part of the is not part of the curriculum. What are they being taught? They're being taught sex ed by de facto from their pervert teachers. So when teachers come in, and you can, these videos are all over TikTok and places like that, teachers talking about how they're teaching their children about preferred pronouns, and about how they're so proud of their students for calling one another by their preferred pronouns or calling themselves by their preferred pronouns. Teachers talking about how they have, you know, their 
homosexual boyfriend or their lesbian girlfriend or whatever the case may be and talking about that with their students. Well, what did you do this week? And, oh, I went out with my gay boyfriend and we did this, this, and this. Guess what? That is grooming these children. That is grooming these children to accept sexual devi- deviancy and sexual perversion. And these three Christians should know better, should actually know what the scriptures have to say about this and be speaking out against this bill rather than attempting to defend it. So it doesn't matter if it's not part of the curriculum, it's still being taught. I mean, what's even analogous to this? Well, we don't actually you know, teach the kids basketball until they take PE in sixth grade. Now, I take them out every day at recess and we play basketball together, but it's not actually, we're not actually teaching them basketball. Okay, well, if you take them out every day and play basketball with them during recess, it may not be a formal education part of the curriculum, but you're still playing basketball with them. Likewise, if these pervert teachers are coming in and talking about preferred pronouns and their lesbian lovers lovers and their sodomite lovers and they're talking about these things, guess what these children are getting? They're getting an education in sexual orientation and in sexual identity. That's what's happening here. Issue The issue isn't that third graders are going to be taught anything like sex ed. I think the problem is from kindergarten through third grade, as children are encountering just the the curriculum and reading storybooks and things like that, if there are depictions of same-sex couples or transgender people or something like that, what you're effectively doing is normalizing those identities. And for some people, that's seen as offensive. And they don't want their kids to think that two men or two women married with children and having a family is okay. Right. Well, have- so- right, and it's not okay. So you you now you're going to think that this groomer Sky Jathani, you're going to think that he sounds reasonable like, "Oh, he's going to actually articulate a, a a good point here and then he's actually on our side." No, 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 he's not. Just you're going to listen to more of him later. Now, he's correct. Everything he just said is correct, and it's basically what I just set up when I commented on that gal who talked first. People are going to see that in storybooks and things like that, even if it's not officially a part of the curriculum. And any decent parent should be offended by that. Any decent parent should not be wanting their children to see that a homosexual marriage or a homosexual family is normal because it's not. It's an abomination. It's an abomination to God. It is abnormal. It is Romans 1 playing out in real time. And same thing with any of the tranny stuff that Jathani also just mentioned. Yeah, any good, decent parent, Christian or otherwise, even pagan parents recognize that five through nine-year-olds should not be exposed to this stuff, and they should not be okay with it. Children of any age, at any any human being of any age at any point in time should not be okay with it. And Christians, again, alleged Christians like these three groomers should not be taking the side of the insane lefties who call this the don't say gay bill, who don't call it what it is, which is an anti-grooming bill, and who are about, you're about to hear them defend this bill and a proper, allegedly Christian response to it. So again, you think Jathani sounds reasonable there, but he's about to show you that he's a groomer too. So that's ever, what's have, being concerned with here. The only thing that would compare to this, again, goes back to race, when you had people honestly arguing, you know, in... Of course it goes back to race, because if there's any way that you can tie it back to race and your name's Phil Vischer, you're going to do it some parts of the South that my religion teaches the races must be kept separate. And now the government is wanting to put the races together. You know, this is a huge uh, impasse. Um, and Okay, so that was sinful. 
So that was the sin of partiality to attempt to prop up, to use Christianity, to apply it in that way. That was sinful. That's the sin of partiality to suggest that my religion is in favor of racism and segregation. That would be sinful. So, but that's not what you have here. In this case, you have actual sin, which is sodomy, lesbianism, transgenderism, actual sin being propagated and being taught and parents rightfully not wanting their K through third graders to be, (laughs) is it really that hard for these three groomers to understand? I guess it is because they're groomers. They're groomers, so they, they, don't even, they don't even get it. This is in no way related to the race issue whatsoever. The race issue was people sinning in the name of Christianity. With this anti-grooming bill, we have people who want to protect children, parents who want to follow through on Ephesians 6, 4, bring up your children in the nurture and the admonition of the Lord, not the nurture and the admonition of pagans, not the nurture and the admonition of sexual deviancy. We're told to flee sexual immorality not be okay with our children being exposed to it. Now, at some point, do kids, when they're older and more mature, need to be exposed to these things in terms of talking about them and being exposed to them as the Bible says they're wrong, here's why they're wrong, let's have a defense for why they're wrong? Yes, we want to have Christian young people who are prepared to face it, but not our K through third graders. And since then, we haven't, for most of American history, Judeo-Christian ethics have kind of informed public policy and, and public ethics. Um, we're, we're definitely at a crossroads where, you know, Judeo-Christian ethics, if you hold to a, a traditional Judeo-Christian sexual ethic, you are out of step with public ethics and how that plays. Good. Then I'm happy to be out of step with public ethics. And every single Christian should be happy to be out of step with public ethics. And it's, look, Judeo-Christian, however you want to frame it, I'll say it like this, biblical ethics, a biblical Christian ethic. Those are the ethics we want to be espousing. Those are the ethics we want to be defending. And if we're out of step with public ethics, then good, then so be it. Christ said they hated me first, they're going to hate you too. Plays out in public schools and in public settings is going to be increasingly contentious you know, and will lead more people to homeschooling and more people to private schools. Good. Good. This should wake up parents to the horrific mess that is public schools in the United States of America. Public schools are indoctrinating children in filth, in sin, in perversion, in communism, in pretty much anything and everything that's antithetical to the scriptures and a Christianity. So yes, if this causes parents to want to get their children out of these pedophile, sexually deviant-filled institutions and to homeschool them, you know, bring up your children in the nurture and admonition of the Lord, something that's given to parents. The state has no business whatsoever in education, according to these scriptures, which parents, Christian parents, should be aligning themselves with and parenting according to that standard, of course, then, we should be, I lost my train of thought for just a second. Let me see if I can find it again and bring it back. Yes, so Christians should be parenting according to that standard, and if they want to pull their kids out of the public schools, then good. More parents need to do this. Christian parents especially, stop seeding your children over to Caesar. 
If you send your kids off to Caesar, don't be surprised when they come back as Romans. If you send your children off to pagan institutions where they're attempting to groom them, don't be surprised if they come back groomed. Don't be surprised if that is the case. So if this leads parents to get them out of public schools and homeschool them and or put them in solid Christian private school institutions, then praise God. Praise God if that happens. But I'm guessing that these three groomers wouldn't praise God about that. Sometime later in the podcast. I was wondering about this when I read that article about the the school, the Don't Say Gay Bill. It's not called the Don't Say Gay Bill. In fact, the name of it's right here. I think Woke Preacher Clips includes it here. Yes, the Parental Rights and Education Bill. That's what it is. It's an anti-grooming bill called the Parental Rights and Education Bill. You know, the rights of parents, the ones that God has placed over their children as the authorities, as the ones that teach them, as the ones that ought to have the autonomous control and authority over their children other than God himself, of course, but in terms of earthly authorities, it ought to be the parents to give them rights to ensure that their children aren't indoctrinated by sexual perverts. So let's get the name of the bill right, Groomer Jathani. And thought, well, why can't they just treat this the way they do prayer or religion, where we just say, hey, this is not the domain of the public schools and leave it to families and communities to do it on their own. The school shouldn't be involved. You can do that with something like religion and prayer. It's a lot harder to do that with, with family structure and family structure. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Because what happens yeah. when little Jimmy says, you know, my, my dude, my two dads are coming to the Halloween, you know, costume party thing at school. And, and you're like, well, we can't talk about that because it violates some policy. Um, so there and, and all the more reason to get your children out of the public schools. So you don't even have to worry about a situation like that coming up now. I have no idea if something like that would actually violate the bill. It doesn't seem like it would. Correct me if I'm wrong, but it doesn't seem like it would if Jimmy's two gay dads showed up to a Halloween party. I don't believe that that would violate the bill. Because now even though that is sexual deviancy and an abomination for Jimmy to have two dads, I don't believe that violates the bill, nor does it violate the spirit of the bill. We're talking about teachers pushing and peddling this deviant sexual crap on children in the classroom, like Sky himself mentioned earlier through things like picture books and and then also from things like teachers talking about their personal lives and getting on TikTok, talking about how they taught their kindergarten class their preferred pronouns. And I, I fear what's going to happen here is similar to what happened with racial integration many generations ago, or back in like the 1960s in the South. Of course, protecting children from being groomed is just like segregation. Is a bunch of Christians decided we're not on board with this and they're going to pull their kids out and create their, you know, back then it was segregation academies. Now it's going to be, I don't know, traditional marriage academies or something. And, uh, oh, how awful. Send them to a school where they learn about traditional marriage, where they learn about proper sexual ethics, where they're not being groomed to be trannies and sodomites when they're in first grade. Oh, the horror. How horrible is that? Wow. Sky Jathani, he's afraid of this happening. I think he should be more afraid of children being groomed into being... You know, let me bring up something here that I have. This is a poll uh, on Axios.com. I believe that this was conducted by 
Gallup. Yeah, this was something that Axios posted by Gallup. So this here is Americans who self-identified identified as LGBTQ by 2021, in 2021, by generation. So traditionalists, those born before 1946, slightly less than 1% of them identified as part of the alphabet soup mafia. Baby boomers, those born from 46 to 64, 2.6% of them identified as alphabet soup mafia members. Gen X, 1965 to 1980, those born in that date range, 4.2% of them. So we have nearly a double from traditionalists to baby boomers, almost another double from baby boomers to Gen Xers, and then we have a more than doubling happening when you, happening when you go from Gen X to millennials. So the number of millennials, those born between 1981 and 1996, who identify as LGBTQ and whatever other letters and acronyms and such that are part of this, or letters and numbers that are part of this acronym, 10.5%. So just in one generation, we have more than a doubling. And in less than 50 years, we have more than 10 times the population normally compared to traditionalists back before 1946, more than 10 times the population identifying as LGBTQ. And then when you go from millennials to Gen Z, so that's adults born between 1997 and 2003, my guess is why they would consider Gen Z only till 2003 is because they're not counting minors in this. So those born between 1997 and 2003, 20.8%, another near doubling when you go from millennials to Gen Z. So in just one, two, three, four generations, 20 times the amount of people identify as LGBTQ as they did in the previous four generations. If that's not grooming, I don't know what is. Now, some people would argue, oh, well, this is just because they're now free to express themselves. They're free to come out as who, as who they truly are, really. They're free to come out as who they truly are. I don't think so, because the rest of human history disagrees with that sentiment and with that notion. You don't have that kind of an uptick, because people are more free to come out as who they are. You have that kind of an uptick, because people are being groomed, as is evidenced by how much has come out about this, about the whole impetus for this bill from Florida. You have generation after generation being groomed, and now one-fifth of an entire generation has been propagandized and manipulated and brainwashed into believing that they have a sexual perversion as part of who they are. Now, granted, all of us are sinners, and to an extent, it's true that we all do have a sexual perversion, but how much of this is nature, and how much of this is nurture? I believe that the traditionalists demonstrate for us perhaps somewhere between traditionalists and Gen Xers, how much of this is nature. Perhaps between traditionalists and Gen Xers, we get those who feel more free about coming out. But from Gen X to Gen Z, you have generations grooming generations. That's what you see. Let's get back to these clowns.
Um, and the side effect of that will be a whole nother generation of, of Christians will be withdrawn from the public square, um, ill-equipped to deal with how to live out their faith in a pluralistic society that doesn't entirely agree with them. And just see. <laughs> so, so let me get this straight. So groomer Jathani is asserting that if we do not protect our children from sexual deviancy in school, that Christians aren't going to have a place in the public square, that that's what we need to be worried about. We need to be worried about Christians not having a place in the public square, which is why we need to send our children to Caesar to be turned into sexual deviants, to be churned, to be um, groomed into the next generation of those uh, groomed, groomed into identifying on the LGBTQ plus spectrum. You have your priorities out of wax, sir. That is not what you should be afraid of. That is not at all the concern here. That is, man, that is not what's going to happen. The issue, the issue isn't Christians not being prepared for the public square because they won't send their children to teachers who want to talk to them about being a tranny and about being a sodomite. No, we should be... Okay, listen, if that kicks us out of the public square, then so be it if that kicks us out of the public square. But that's not what that's not what's going to kick us out of the public square. You know what's going to kick us out of the public square? Being soft, mushy-brained groomers like these three, like Sky Jathani just, just was with that nonsense that came out of his mouth. That's what's going to kick Christians out of the public square. Christians who don't act like Christians, that's what's going to kick us out of the public square. Not because were unwilling yeah that this yeah the worst thing for christians to do is to stand up for their morals is to stand up for their ethics is to protect their children from perverts is to protect their children from being turned into utterly sexually confused individuals by the time they're in middle school yes that's what we ought to be concerned about that ought to be at the top of our part no what we ought to be concerned about is why we have so many influential Christians who are the Sky Jathanis of the world. That's what we should be worried about. More territory to, you know, forces and ideas right. and values that have no, um, that aren't tethered to traditional Christian faith at all. And I think that would be a terrible response. Um, and it also wouldn't give Christians the opportunity to practice humility and graciousness and learning and, um, and, and a lot of the, the common grace that could come from remaining engaged with people who disagree with you. This is not being engaged with people who disagree with you. This is disengaging yourself from people who are trying to groom your children into being sexual deviants, plain and simple. It is not humble to accept sexual perversion. It is not grace-filled to accept sexual perversion, to allow these things to happen to your children. That's not humility and grace. That is cowardice. That is effeminacy. That's what that is. That's what that actually is. This is woe to you who call evil good and who call good evil. There is nothing humble about allowing your children to be taught about sex at all or sexual perversions, especially when they're seven. There is nothing grace-filled or evidence of the common grace of God to allow your children to be experiments in a 
social dystopia that the left is trying to create. Allow your children to be sexual experiments. That's not humble, that's not gracious, and that's not common grace. And he, Scott, and this is just what's so disgusting and sneaky and snake-like is he talks just with, I mean, he just talks, he's so, dare I say, winsome. He's so calm. His tone is so good and so gentle while somebody like myself would be attacked or would be attempted to be rebuked for my tone, for my harsh tone. You know, we like what you say, but we just don't like the way you say it. Meanwhile, Sky would be probably, in, in many people's books, just a nice, winsome, middle-of-the-road kind of guy who's just trying to have a conversation. Meanwhile, you're being, his tone is obfuscating the evil that he is promoting and the garbage that's coming out of his mouth. These are people's freaking children we're talking about. Yeah, I think we do have to be able to argue on some level that this is not exactly analog to the race debate right. of, of 50 years ago. Oh, uh-oh. Phil, did you realize that when you compared it to segregation and then your little co-host there compared it to segregation, that that was sort of stupid? Sounds like Phil's realizing he did something stupid. Well, he does stupid things a lot, but that was pretty dumb too. You know, because they're uh, uh, like the state of Mississippi would not air Sesame Street for the first year that it was on. And their, their response was the people of Mississippi are not ready to see black and white Americans living together on the same street. Or birds do, and monsters. As they do on Sesame Street. And then, well, and then guys... by the second year, they decided, no, okay, I, we, think, we think maybe we're okay with it now. You know, and, and, but this, if this is that, then it's, I mean, how can you stand against it? it? Is it that? Maybe he's about to say that. Is it that? Is it this... <laughs> Is it this Sesame Street analogy that he attempted here? Okay, so you have people, let's just assume he's telling the truth. So you have people in Mississippi who didn't want to see black and white people living together. People weren't ready for that. Okay, so that's, you know, evidence of, again, the sin of partiality, the sin of racism, if that's what you want to call it, the sin of partiality, specifically aiming at people because of an immutable quality, the color of their skin, something that cannot be changed. So is this the same as this? No, Phil. See, I was going to give him the benefit of the doubt. No, this this is stupid. He, he's he's attempting to cover up his segregation tracks without covering up his segregation tracks. This is ridiculous. This is not the same thing. Because with the Sesame Street, again, you have partiality being shown against an immutable quality of a human being. Is this the same thing? No, Phil. Of course it's not the same thing. Because this is people teaching sexual deviancy to six, seven, eight, and nine-year-olds. That's not the same thing. That's not the same thing as, well, I'm, I'm just, I'm just, you know, I'm trying to do my best Southern Hick impression here. I'm just, you know, I'll tell you what, I'm just not sure if I'm ready to see them blacks on the TV with, the, with us whites. That's not what's happening here. That's not even remotely close. It's, first of all, it's insulting to people who actually lived through segregation, and it's insulting to what's actually, to reality. It's insulting to our brains. It's insulting to our common sense. It's insulting to the scriptures to suggest that that's even remotely what's going on here when kids are being groomed sexually. Night and day. I See, I wanted to give Phil 
a little bit of, of mercy because mercy triumphs over judgment. He's trying to backpedal. He realizes that he said something silly, but he, you know, he can't back off the segregation line too much because then the, the woke racialists are going to be mad at him and he can't back off. You know, he can't be all of a sudden hard on trannies and sodomites because then the tranny and sodomite lovers, they're going to be hard on him. And he's found himself in quite a pickle, but it's his own fault. I don't feel sorry for him. You have to say this is different because it's, because it is different. And that's all I have to say about that. Brilliant analysis, Phil. You have to say it's different because it's different. You don't even need to be a first-year logic student to sniff out that circular reasoning. It's different because it's different. Why is it different, Phil? It's different. So you just you just admitted it's different. So you just admit it. Good for you. You admitted it's not your ridiculous Sesame Street analogy that you attempted to throw at us. So why is it different? Phil, I I would conjecture strongly that Phil knows exactly, exactly why it's different. But he's proudly woke. He ain't going to give up that woke street cred. Shame on him. Shame on that groomer. Shame on his groomer co-host. Shame on this groomer chick that's with them for not being willing to speak the truth because they're married to pagan political partisanship. Christian. I was going to say about Mississippi, you have to realize that the schools weren't actually integrated until I was in eighth grade. So that was like 1978 as it was. And I think, yeah. you know, Sesame Street came out in the 60s. Oh, yeah. I, I have no idea of whatever that chick just said at the end there. What, whatever. Who cares? Anyway. So there you go. Uh, if you made it through that entire video like I did, kudos to you. That was difficult. I was pretty fired up. Uh, no regrets. No shame whatsoever for that. I'm not going to have any mercy on these clowns, especially when it comes to defending pedophiles and sexual deviants and people attempting to groom children in schools. But at the same time, no despair, you guys. We should not be hopeless. It should not be woe is us. We ought to be righteously angry at things that we should be righteously angry. Christians defending this sort of filth and doing so in such a sneaky, snaky, underhanded way. But man, I'll tell you what, we serve a mighty God who will not be mocked. He will execute judgment. And I pray that these three groomers repent of their stance that they return to the Lord and that they preach the truth. They speak the truth regarding this bill. Call it what it's called. Don't call it by a lie that's being perpetuated about it. And they return to their first love, that they return to the Lord and they start speaking his truth and they start actually protecting children and fighting for the true, the good, and the beautiful and stop standing up for the sexually deviant. We should be praying for those things, but if they will not repent, if they will not relent, then I pray that God will judge them for their hard-hearted wickedness. I would rather they repent. I would rather the Lord destroy them metaphorically or spiritually through his Holy Spirit, through his convicting of them. But they, if not, if they will not do it, then I pray that the Lord shuts their mouths, turns off their microphones, turns off their cameras, whatever the case may be, to stop them from propagating their lies. But as long as they continue to propagate their filth and their lies, then we ought to be willing to speak up against it and not put up with it. I think that's enough for today. God bless.